Time again for our weekly segment, which is focused on the Institute of Agriculture and Natural Resources at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Our guest today joining us in the studio is Vice President and Vice Chancellor Mike Bain. Good morning to you, Mike. Hey, good morning, Bryce, and happy 2024. Happy New Year to you as well. As we do begin this year, we want to spend some time together looking back on last year, talking about some of the big projects and perhaps some of the biggest successes as you see them. So, as you look back, it's, I think, a bit challenging to do on all of 2023, but what stands out in your your perspective? Yeah, it was a big year for us. There's no doubt about that. It's the Institute of Agriculture and Natural Resources. Um, let's start with a couple of numbers. 2023 was another record-breaking year for externally sponsored research across the Institute. Um, these are big numbers, Bryce. IENR projects received $76.8 million in extramurally sponsored awards. What's that mean? That means that's money coming from federal agencies primarily to support the innovation and discovery work that um, doesn't include uh, money we get from the state. It does not include money that we receive um, from um, uh, commodity groups. Uh, those numbers are tracked in a different way. When you add all that math together, in total, about $165 million coming into the Institute from all sources for research. But the 78 point, uh, 76.8 is, is key. That's an 8.5 increase from 2022. And 2022 was a record-setting year as well. So, I mean, when, uh, when I think about this, if you go back, uh, just to give listeners a sense and in uh, 2012, if we go back that far, IENR's number was about $45 million. Whoa. So here we are in 2024, and uh, we've not quite, but getting close to doubling. So I, I like that. And then here is another fun, fun fact also related to research. Of all the grants we keep track of uh, this year, record setting we had 15 grants that each were for a million dollars or more so 15 grants a million bucks or more just incredible yeah some yeah. pretty big numbers there mike big and numbers the fun thing about what you and i do here on our saturday program is we look at uh, the different projects happening uh, at the university we've had a chance to talk about several of them over the past year but what do you want to mention uh, as highlights for 2023 yeah maybe i'll boil the ocean or the aquifer down to four um several faculty in the center for plant science innovation received a seven million dollar grant this would be from the u.s department of energy to better develop biofuels for aviation. So thinking about ethanol as a fuel additive is one thing, but really turning in and thinking about um, sustainable aviation fuels is, is a big topic. And I know that's on a lot of Nebraskans' minds. Uh, Rural Prosperity in Nebraska received a $25 million grant um, to strengthen the development of regional food business systems and centers. Um, this is one of only 14 grants that was awarded of this type across the entire country. Uh, it is tied It is tied with uh, being the largest USDA grant that IENR has ever received. So we're excited for Rural Prosperity Nebraska. The Nebraska Statewide Arboretum and the Nebraska Forest Service received $10 million 
to provide services like tree removal and tree plantings in uh, underserved communities across Nebraska, rural and urban, uh, in, in again, uh, stressing rural and urban. Uh, many rural communities are benefiting from this. Uh, a team of animal science, the last one I highlight is a team of animal science researchers were awarded just recently a $5 million grant to really take a look at the interconnected roles of the uh, animal genetics. This was specifically in dairy cows, looking at the genetics of dairy cattle, looking at the nutrition, taking a look at the, the rumen, and specifically the microbes that live in the rumen and, and other dimensions, but how collectively all of this influences methane uh, eruptions by dairy cattle, uh, which of course is also a hot topic in beef production systems. Um, the goal of this work is really to identify management practices that could result in lower methane emissions that of course um, consumers are, are thinking about and uh, curious about. That's obviously on the research front. Let's pick on uh, Dr. Charlie now when it comes to extension as well as Dr. Uh, Dean Tiffany Hangmoss when it comes to the College of Agricultural Sciences and Natural Resources. She was just appointed to another five-year, uh, she has an extension, I should say, five-year term yeah. of sorts. Kudos to uh, Dean Tiffany Hangmoss. Uh, that was, I will tell you, the outside of hiring Dean Hangmoss, reappointing her was the easy, <laughs> those were the easiest two decisions I made outside of making the decision to come to Nebraska personally. Kasner welcomed its second largest class of first-time freshmen and transfer students in the history of the college going back 152 years. Um, that happened last fall, uh, fall of 2023. So these are the students, uh, first-year students who are starting their second semester. The Angler Agribusiness Entrepreneurship Program, or the Angler Program for short, which you are um, an alum of, celebrated, well, I guess you're once, once an angler student, always an angler student, but uh, celebrated its 10th anniversary. 10 years since the program's launch, more than 230 angler program alumni are living, working, and growing businesses here in Nebraska. You're one of them, Bryce. Um, you and Madison, and their businesses are contributing millions to the state's economy, so that's exciting. Kasner also grew its statewide partnerships. Over the course of 2023, the college engaged with 136 of our 234, so just over half of our school districts across Nebraska. Kasner has engaged in and thinking about uh, pathway programs for students who are interested in agriculture and natural resources, um, also coined as food, energy, and uh, water, and societal systems or FUSE. So that's really exciting. Extension, of course, is the other education platform within IANR. Extension continued its statewide engagement. Uh, Dr. Charlie celebrated this past December his second, it's hard to believe, two-year anniversary with us, and uh, extension team members were instrumental in launching the new nitrogen calculator that we discussed a few weeks ago. I'm really excited about that, so that's on my, that's my 23 hit list. Um, extension team members also helped farmers respond to heat, hail, and other severe weather and worked with communities to retain grocery stores and other essential services through cooperative ownership, uh, really thinking about 
what makes our rural community special. Think about things like schools and grocery stores and post offices and health care uh, and mental health care um, and broadband access. Uh, extension touches all of those placemaking types of items. And then I think lastly, um, you know, we just have been kind of fortunate to have the chance to share our work with Nebraska's entire U.S. congressional delegation when they uh, visited East Campus this last summer uh, on their Farm Bill listening tour. That's just some of the highlights uh, focused on our extension and CASNR programming efforts. Big year indeed, 2023. But we've got uh, 2024 here in front of us now, Mike. And as we look out, uh, there's a lot of exciting things set to come online. I believe that includes the Klosterman Feed Innovation Center up by Mead. Yeah, that's right. So that's it. We're not looking in the rearview mirror anymore. <laughs> We're looking through the big windshield and 2024 is going to be an incredible year. And one of those things I'm really excited about um, is the Klosterman Feedlot Innovation Center. Um, this is an extension of our feedlot innovation platform at uh, the Eastern Nebraska Research Extension and Education Center in, in Mead or near Mead. Um, uh, when prior to this project launching, we had about 2,200 uh, head of cattle on feed at our south and our north feedlots for folks who have been to, to Mead. This doubles that capacity, so we will now um, have the capacity for nearly 4,500 head on feed. This is an incredible platform that um, really mimics the size and scale of a commercial operation. Uh, it uh, brings in new innovations, and probably what I'm most excited about is we're providing the foundational backbone with this expansion of the Innovation Center, but we're inviting partners to come in. So, you know, think about maybe a company that wants to look at vertical production of wheatgrass, which is uh, all the rage in dairy production systems. Could we actually bring uh, wheatgrass vertical production system um, into a feedlot operation? And what does that look like? Biodigesters. Uh, could we work with companies who are interested in looking at, you know, taking manure uh, especially manure um, coming from cattle that are fed and uh, maintained on rolled compacted concrete and take that quote-unquote clean manure and biodigest it, dewater it, biodigest it. And what are the opportunities there, not only for power generation, but what's the fertilizer value? What's, the, what's, what's all that look like? And so I just think about the Klosterman Feedlot Innovation Center as really a premier platform in America that allows for private-public partnerships to push the envelope when it comes to discovery and innovation that ultimately will advance um, our, our beef industry here in the state. We're expanding our TAPS program on the crops side of the house. This is a really cool um, uh, program that got started out of the West Central Research Extension Education Center there in North Platte. Uh, I'm losing track. I think we're on year four, but this is a, um, a bit of a competitive opportunity that allows private individuals, producers, students, uh, companies to actually come in and compete looking at um, who can raise the most profitable corn and uh, how you do that um, while you're thinking about inputs and genetics and water irrigation. So we're expanding our TAPS program. We're expanding it into our schools. So there's a, 
There's a high school version of TAPS that's now gaining steam. TAPS is also gaining steam across the uh, Great Plains and the Mid Midwest. So what here's another Nebraska idea that's grabbing hold in the region. And we are working aggressively now to create what we're calling for now a master irrigator program, much like the master gardener program or the master naturalist program. Um, that will be pretty cool. And then CASNR is uh, continuing to expand its statewide educational pathways uh, reach. We're creating more opportunities for students to learn by doing through experiences. We've talked about how important it is to move theory into practice and how those two things sometimes aren't uh, aligned. Um, so that's pretty exciting. There's a lot more coming in 2024, and I can't wait to um, work with you and the Rural Radio Network and KRVN to uh, highlight this. So tune in to 2024. Let's go. We'll be here for it. Also want to add, how many other vice chancellors of a land-grant institution make the time for a weekly radio program like this? I don't reckon very many of them. Mike, as always, we appreciate your time. As a reminder for our listeners, you'd like to keep up with all the things and recap 2023. Look ahead to 2024 with IANR. Visit ianr.unl.edu. Here on the Rural Radio Network, I'm Bryce Duskett reporting.